0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. And the excitement of when Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning.
2: Guys, day one of free agency is kind of winding down, it seems. So we wanted to kind of give you guys our overall thoughts on just some guys, some players and positions of need for the Indianapolis Colts that we feel like the Colts should potentially at least be looking to potentially sign and bring in on their roster. So we have kind of some of the positions of need that we feel like. We feel like overall, there are definitely five positions of need the Colts need to bring in a guy that would make major impact in some sort of way. And we have another position that we think they just need to add maybe another player for depth purposes and such. So we're going to start here with quarterback. Now, I'm going to be honest, Derek, out of every single position group here, quarterback's probably the least intriguing, the least enticing. There's not really a whole lot of big names here. I think the biggest guy here in terms of uh, names and you know being linked to the Colts, is Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, right now, as it stands, he's still under contract with the 49ers, so the Colts would have to trade some sort of pick. It seems like his trade value, though, has been going down the last couple of days, but there still is the issue of, first off, he has that injury on his throwing shoulder, and second off, he also has that massive contract, and he's also only has one more year on his deal, so there's... Some perks or some drawbacks with this guy. Uh, What are your thoughts on a guy like Jimmy G, potentially to the Indianapolis Colts?
1: Yeah, only if they ate some of his contract and lowered that draft asking price because apparently from what it sounded like is his trade value has gone down quite a bit, apparently. Uh, So that's a good news for anyone that's looking to sign him. Only then would I feel comfortable in doing that. Because again, if you're signing Jimmy Garoppolo, you're basically saying he's going to be the guy for the next few years. And I I just don't want to accept that unless,
2: unless we get a better end of the deal. Yeah, I mean, there's like the contract. I just I would hate to take on that big contract when you just got rid of the one with Carson Wentz. Why would you pick up another contract? I think the only way I would realistically take this, Derek, is... Honestly, I guess there's two ways that I would say. First off, is if you give like a fourth to fifth rounder at the most, and then the 49ers have to take some of that, you know, cap as well from that Jimmy Garoppolo contract. And, you know, you only sign him for a year or so, but then you think if you trade for him, you'll probably try to extend him. So I'm not really like huge on that. I'm not a big fan of that. I think the second thing would be. If they end up outright cutting him for some reason, I know there's been talks around that potentially happening. If they cut him, the Colts sign him for like a year. He's kind of that stopgap guy for one season at least. And then, you know, you potentially trade up in the draft next year and you go get your guy. Or maybe you trade up this year if you fall in love with one of these prospects and you find your quarterback, right? That would be kind of the two scenarios I would see Here for Jimmy, probably B is more enticing because you're not giving up draft capital. You can kind of control how much you're paying him, right? You don't have to pay him that massive contract, hopefully. Uh, So those would be kind of my thoughts on that as well. Uh, The other name that I think is the guy that's on the market that probably has the most intrigue and probably the highest ceiling is Jameis Winston. You know, former very high pick, number one overall pick from the Tampa Bay Bucks a number of years ago. You know he was with the Saints the last two years. Obviously, he got injured last year when he took over for Drew Brees, but he had a pretty nice season in those seven that he did play. So now you wonder: first off, do the Saints want to bring him back? And second off, if they don't, what's his contract going to look like? You know, is he going to want a multi-year deal kind of thing? Because knowing how desperate teams are for quarterbacks and how dry you know the quarterback market is right now, are you going to if you get Jameis, are you going to have to sign him? to a big contract. You know, that's my question. Ideally, you'd want to only sign him like a one-year contract, right? And then kind of see if he if he pans out, when we assign him to an extension next year. But I don't know if that's realistically thing that would happen, you know. So, what are your thoughts on the Colts potentially being interested um, in James Winston as their next quarterback?
1: I think I would enjoy it, you know, it'd be good to see James Winston, you know, continue to revitalize his career in a place like Indianapolis. You know, he's got the arm to be able to handle anything in Reich's uh, handbook, you know, and, and I think he's matured a lot. I've mentioned that before. I think he's matured quite a bit over the last few years, you know, spending that with Sean Payton and Drew Brees. I think it's humbled him a little more. And I, I think that he would fit really well into the system because he would, you know, it's what's the worst thing that could happen, you know, he he stink with him sometime but you know at other times you may think that he you know could be a really good quarterback for you i mean in the few games that he got to start last year you know he actually played relatively well with you know the Saints so you know I, I think it'd be fine to give him a chance and just like you said depend on the contract
2: it would really depend on that yeah is somebody willing Cause there's a couple teams that are still searching for their quarterback right so like would a team be willing? To potentially, you know, sign him to a big deal, more that's outside of Ballard's comfort zone in terms of a quarterback contract and stuff like that. So that would be a big question mark there. I know there were some other potential talks of, you know, like Derek Carr being traded. I don't know how realistic that is at this point. Um, and then there was a Marcus Mariota was a name that was kind of thrown around. I think we both kind of decided we would be kind of like meh on Marcus Mariota. You know, obviously he was very talented uh, when he came out of college and stuff, but he's, you know, been a backup for a number of years and he's been kind of fragile in his NFL career at this point. So I wouldn't really be super intrigued with Marcus Mariota. I think that'd be more of a, maybe even drafting a guy this year, if you would to go that route or you just stick with him, you see what you got and you go, you know, you don't resign him. He, At any rate, he would be a stopgap guy for sure. And there's really nobody else that comes to mind at the quarterback position that you really would care about. Obviously, Deshaun Watson's not happening. We just saw that news come out very soon that the Texans wouldn't even let the Colts talk to Deshaun Watson. So, all right, let's move on now to left tackle. Let's stay on the offensive side. Now, this market actually... Recently, has added another kind of talented guy. You know, with Lael Collins of the Cowboys likely to be released. He's 28 years old. He played right tackle, but he does have some experience at left tackle playing as well. So you think, okay, he's out of all these guys. He's the youngest guy. Who knows how much he's going to command? But he doesn't command too awfully much. He could be a guy that you sign to kind of help figure out that left tackle issue you've had for the last year.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it, they're there's definitely some good options here. And, you know, Leo La- Collins, you know, is another one that we just recently heard. He'd be the cheapest option when you're looking at this left tackle group, at least from that standpoint. There's other guys, but, you know, I mean, when we're looking at trying to find a guy here that's actually going to improve the pass blocking rather than what Eric Fisher d- wasn't able to do last year. You know, Dwayne Brown, another one, again, probably not your law. He's not going to be your long-term solution, but as a short-term solution, he definitely fits the mold and Armstead. I mean, you know, again, his market's probably really freaking big. I just don't, I don't know if the Colts would be able to even muster up the money to be able to afford to pay him. He's probably going to get over 20 million a year. And you know, we're already
2: in, uh, in cap hell when it comes to the offensive line. So, we'll see if that changes or not. Yeah, I mean they could, like they have the most cash space in the NFL they certainly could, but it, our question my question is is it wise to do so? You know, is it wise to invest you know, if you assign them for 20 million over 70 million in your offensive line alone. That just makes no sense to me why you would do that with all the other needs that are a lot more immediate why would you sign a guy to that massive contract? It's not like he's 25 years old either. He's 30 years old. He has a little bit of injury history too. He's not a perfect tackle guy here that you would sign. So as a player, certainly he's talented. He's one of the best tackles in the league. But overall, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense of what you're trying to do. It just doesn't add up to me. So I would say probably Dwayne Brown's probably the cheapest option. And he's more of a Band-Aid guy too. You know, Lael Collins would be the only thing that would be you know potential for your future, but I don't even know there you know is he willing to even switch back to left tackle that, that would be a question mark. Uh, all right, let's move on now, stay with the offense. talk about these wide receivers now, this market has severely diminished the last couple of weeks here with a couple of guys getting tagged being brought back, but there still are a couple names of note. Allen Robinson, the big one, right? Allen Robinson's a guy that you know was with the Bears for a number of years, you know, never really got an opportunity to shine because of the quarterback play, um, but he still is a very good receiver, kind of had a down year last year. But we just saw with the Christian Kirk signing, Allen Robinson might be getting a lot of money in free agency. If that's what Christian Kirk will get paid, who knows how much that reset the market at wide receiver in free agency. Uh, there are some other names as well, Eric. Some um, a couple interesting guys that we can just slightly mention. DJ Chark, probably the second best wide receiver left in free agency at this point. He was a very talented player. He's very young. I know the Colts have been linked to him in different situations and stuff like that. You know, Jarvis Landry just got released from the Browns. That's another name. I know you don't like Juju, but I got to mention him because he's available. Um, Still young as well. And then Jameson Crowder is a guy that's interesting as well. Signed with the Jets a number of years ago. He's a free agent, he's 28 years old. Uh, What are your thoughts on all these other guys that we just
3: talked about?
1: Uh, Chark, I know with the injuries, that's kind of a uh, scary thing for a lot of people. But again, Chark is that young, explosive guy that you think he could still get a lot out of. Uh, Jarvis Landry. Again, I think he's a very consistent wide receiver. He's definitely a hands guy. Um, just my only thing is, I don't think Landry wants to come to Indianapolis because I think he actually wants to go to a team that actually has its quarterback situation figured out. And right now, that's not fitting the mold. Uh, you know how much I don't like Juju. Uh, I'm not going to mention it again because I hate Juju. Juju. Um, either way, uh, Jamison Crowder is another one. I I kind of been mentioning his name a few times over the last few years, but we just never seem to get him. So, uh, Chark, I like Landry. I like, I just don't think he's gonna, uh, come to Indianapolis and
2: the other two. I just couldn't care. Okay. All right, let's move on to tight end now. Now this market has also gotten a couple guys off the board here recently, but I thought we should mention a couple guys because there still are uh, at least two guys that I would be comfortable if the Colts were to bring in. Uh, that's Gerald Everett and Robert Tanyan, both tight ends that uh, have had some upside, have had some good seasons in the league, and you got a guy that's more of a project in OJ Howard and Tyler Conklin. I think is an underrated guy that nobody talks about in free agency, but I thought he put up numbers in Minnesota last year. What are your thoughts? On the tight ends,
1: uh, yeah, I'm in the same boat as you, Gerald Everett and Robert Tonyan. You know, those are the two guys that have consistently been pretty good uh, throughout their careers, and the, and they're guys that definitely could add a receiving element to this team. Uh, OJ Howard, um, I would definitely say, you know, is a low risk, potentially high reward guy. You know, he's got uh, definitely got the intangibles to be a good tight end in this league. You know, it's just a matter of how the Colts would actually use
2: him. If he even went here. Yep, exactly. All right, Uh right. Let's move on now to the defensive guys. Um, This is the most important position. I think the Colts need to address. Will they address this is their question. Um, we'll see exactly what happens there, but your guy Chandler Jones, we got to talk about him because you have him in all caps here. Uh, He, I think is your clear number one. If there's any guy you want the Colts to sign, it's, if Chandler Jones at this point.
1: Chandler freaking Jones. Go and get the guy. Uh, I, I I've been saying it ever since I heard he was going to be a free agent. Please go and get Chandler Jones. That guy will immediately make your defensive line a whole heck of a lot better. Had five sacks in the first game against the Tennessee Titans, man. This guy can flat-out ball. Please go get him,
2: Ballard, please, please. Please, please don't be cheap. For the one time in your life, Chris Ballard, please and he don't be cheap.
1: And, and Chandler Jones doesn't even care about money. He just mainly says he wants to go to a place where he feel like he can get better and actually feel valued. And, I mean, if that also means throwing a little extra money in there, then please do.
2: You know, Ballard, I won't, I'm only gonna have so much patience for you when you keep saying pass rush needs to be improved if you're not gonna take the opportunity to sign a guy like Chandler Jones. Like you ha Cap Space is not an issue. You could sign him if you really wanted to, but if you're not gonna do it and the pass rush is awful, that's on you, bro. And like I can't help you. It's so all my pent-up anger that I have right now uh, with the Colts' lack of doing anything in free agency right now. Uh, but let's keep going here. Let's talk about Zadarius Smith. He was a former Green Bay Packer. He was a captain on this team. He was injured last year, but the two seasons prior, Derek he had thirteen and a half sacks and twelve and a half sacks, respectively. So he's a guy that can get after the quarterback too, and he's a couple of years younger than a Chandler Jones. What are your thoughts on Zadarius Smith?
1: Uh well I think he's definitely a great player for all the reasons you just mentioned. He can get in the backfield for sure. I think the one thing that also gives him an edge that you didn't mention is, you know, this guy is a uh, tremendous, tremendous player and a tremendous uh leader on the field as well. Um and i, I give credit to some of the other uh podcast uh Packers podcast uh girls that I follow on Twitter, I follow quite a few of them and they mentioned Zedarius Smith several times today and talked about how, you know, when Zedarius Smith got there along with some of these other guys, you know, he really made that Green Bay Packers defense a real thing again, you know, not just because of him, but because, you know, his effort, his energy, his enthusiasm his juice that he brings on the field is something that is very contagious and it's something that you know this Colts locker room really could use right he's a veteran but he still has that juice in him and you know when Darius Leonard mentioned that uh the Colts kind of got complacent uh at several times when it came to that you know Zadarius Smith would be a guy that would not allow that to happen that's that's not going to be allowed on Zadarius Smith's watch uh and I think that would be a great thing for this young uh defense for this team I think that Zadarius Smith do I want him as much as Chandler Jones no but uh Z'Darrius Smith, I would not complain at all getting Zadarius Smith. I think he's a great player. I think he's a great man. I think he's a great leader. I think he's everything that the Colts would want in a defensive lineman or a pass rusher.
2: Yeah, and you need a guy. You need a veteran on your defensive ends. You know, you don't have one right now at all. Like you need a guy that can help train up these young two guys that you just drafted. And if you have him and Quiddy on both sides, I mean, you don't I've talked about this before, but like You know, tell me a position on this defense that you seriously need to address if you address defensive end. I can't really think of one. So then your focus doesn't have to be, oh, we have to figure out all these positions in the draft. You can do yourself a favor. You can figure out pass rush now. And then you can go address your passing offense that you've said is not good enough. You can go do that in the draft. You can put all your chips in there and figure it out if you really want to. Now, it it goes back to the same thing I said about Chandler Jones. The guy that's on the market, he's available, you can afford him. It's like almost to the fact, like, you've you've tried to draft guys, multiple guys on this defensive line, with very, very little in return to look for it now. You know, like, it's time to address it, Chris. It's time to address a position that you have, frankly, whiffed on at this point. You've invested mm-hmm. so much draft capital in this position only to be bottom half of the league in sacks every single year. Right. Like, when does it end? When does the insanity end? That's my question. Right. You have a chance. And Derek, if he does not do anything here, I'm getting close to being out on Chris Ballard. Like, I know that's insane for people and they're going to call me all sorts of names. But, like, if you're just going to straight up ignore one of the most important positions in football when you could go get one of these guys. That's negligence. You are hurting your football team. Mm-hmm. I don't care yeah. anymore what people think about this. Yeah, it's you're true. absolutely right. You're, you're totally 100% right. I mean, and I get into these
1: arguments all the time about what position's more important. The only thing I keep saying is defensive end is simply because of the fact that, like you said before, Ballard has tried and tried and tried and tried, and tried to find a defensive end that is going to work in this system. And it has not worked. It ha- he has failed every time, except for Quiddy Pay and Dio Dangbo. We don't know yet. We just simply don't know yet. But again, they are young. They're going to be second-year players. And we can't rely on them to carry the team just yet. It is time to go and get guys that will actually make an immediate impact that you do not need to coach up. That's the difference here. And it's right, you're right, because that's something that has continuously hurt this defense year in and year out, is not having a consistent pass rush. Having a guy like Chandler Jones or having a couple guys like that would be so huge to coaching up these young guys, growing some maturity in that locker room, especially on the defensive side. And again, in that fourth quarter, when you need that big play, You have someone on that one side that is going to demand attention. And if you don't demand him attention, he's going to make the other team pay. And that's what you need.
2: I've said this before, Derek. I'm going to say it again. The Colts will constantly be blowing leads. They're going to constantly be doing what they did in Baltimore. They're going to be doing what they did in Tampa. They're going to be doing, you know, insert. There's so many games you could point to, so many blown leads. If they cannot get consistent pressure, they're going to continue to blow leads. They're going to continue to do that. And, like, at the end of the day, if Chris Ballard scratches his head midseason, why does this keep happening? You had an opportunity if you did sign these guys. You had a chance to do it, and you just didn't. And that's on you, man. That's on you. I can't tell you. You know, like, I can't. I, that, that, to me, is the only possible answer to that question. It's like you've just put your head in the sand, and you just ignored it. And if they continue to ignore it, It's going to be their demise, Derek. I'm not even kidding anymore. Like We've had a lot of grace with Chris Ballard. We have a lot of grace with this team, but not anymore because it's time to actually do something in free agency. You have over $70 million. You can afford to at least get one stud pass rusher. They don't come along often to hit the free agent market. So you have an opportunity to really upgrade. And if you don't do that, I mean, we're gonna get the same results we got last year. I'm sorry, but we are. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. There's my rant. You guys have heard it. This is pent up frustration. <laughs> I'm getting it out. This is therapeutic for me. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. All right. Let's talk about corner. This is a position that you know we don't necessarily feel like the Colts need to go crazy for. They already know you know throw the bank at this position, but we think they could potentially be good to bring in another veteran or two. And there's a couple names here of note. A couple guys I don't necessarily think would be in the Colts market, but we'll talk about them anyway. Stephon Gilmore, uh, Patrick Peterson are two guys, a little bit older, back corners in the league. Maybe he'll get a little bit more money. One guy that I think could be a realistic opportunity for the Colts to sign is Casey Hayward because last year he played in Vegas with Gus Bradley. So he has that connection with this defense. Uh, What are your thoughts on some of the corners here that the Colts could potentially sign?
1: Yeah. Uh, Patrick Peterson and Casey Hayward, definitely two guys that I think could really fit into this Colts uh, cornerback mold. Uh, Some veterans that I think really play that defense really well. Um, Jason Verrett's another one that could be interesting for me. Um, I know he's had issues with injuries, but he has been a guy that when he's in there, he plays really good man-to-man defense, uh, plays really well, and again, a veteran as well. Yeah, I mean, like you said, the cornerback position for us, we're mainly looking for depth purposes, uh, because there's really not a big name guy on the market. Uh Stephon Gilmore, I expect to fully get something uh from him because, you know, he's one of the bigger name guys, even though he's a little older. So uh but yeah, a couple good veteran guys out here that I think the Colts could definitely take advantage of, especially Casey Hayward.
2: Yep. And that's kind of the positions that we think the Colts need to potentially address here in free agency. Now, there may be a couple that you're like, I think they should have. They should look at this player. They should invest in this position. Let us know in the comments below. That'll do it for this one, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. All your support, all that good stuff. Be sure to follow us for if the Colts decide to actually make a move, we'll be on it. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. As always, guys, go Colts.